This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com It is Tuesday, the seventh day of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2023. Hello and good morning. Welcome back to Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio the way it should be. Always on air, always online. I am your host, Mike Parrot, broadcasting from the heart of America today with my good friend, Alberto the Most Hated. Alberto, the greatest Twitter account there is, Flatcath on Twitter. The most hated man on Twitter. We're going to be talking about American politics, amongst other things. Democrats, Republicans, presidential nominations underway. Meanwhile, something like 4,000 children murdered in Gaza. We don't get to talk about those things anywhere else. So we have to bring it to you here. Good morning, Alberto. How are you? Good morning, Mike. I am doing very well. Very sad to hear about 4,000 children and uh, approximately 2,600 women uh, killed in, uh, in Gaza. But, of course, this brought to us by the same demographic that killed God. And, and we do have to remember absolutely that. that You're talking about our greatest allies? Our greatest allies, yes. And uh, we have to, to remember that, that the greatest injustice in the history was they killed God. That's more of an injustice than them uh, just slaying 4,000 innocent children. What is it with, uh, what is it with uh, the, the, the slaughter of the innocents? You know, they killed all these babies trying to kill the Christ child. Of course, that wasn't the Jews doing that. That was Herod. Right. Um, but our, our greatest allies in the Middle East, the most favored nation, they're just slaughtering people. What, 10,000, 20,000 people? We don't even know how many thousands of people are dead in yeah, Gaza pa- right now. Palestine reported 10,000. Of course, that could, that figure could vary because how, how can you even know? Right. Uh, well, it's hard to know when 2 million people are displaced. <laughs> it's hard to know who's alive and who's dead and, you know, they're displaced, but they're not allowed to go anywhere. They can't go to Egypt because that's a, that's their border. They can't go to the other Arab nations, but we have a unique duty in uh, in the West for some reason to take in these Palestinians. I don't want to take them in. Look, a lot of them are, are Muslim. Most of them are Muslim. Some are Christian. Can we take in the Christians? Let's just do a religious test. If you're a Christian Palestinian in Gaza, you can come to the United States. We have a Christian duty to take in Christians. Fine. Do we have a Christian duty to take in Muslims? No. no. I, I would say no. I would say no. And yet it falls up on the West. It always falls on the West to take in the world's poor. That Does anybody ever look to China and say, hey, China, where's your moral obligation to take these people in? India? Or India. Yeah. India? Russia? I, no, ne- never. In the, and the, didn't China just a few years ago uh, murder thousands of muslims but we didn't hear any outcry against that of course no because it's the chinese and and it's fine when the ccp does it so we don't look at the west and say or we don't look at the east or the pagan nations and say hey you have to take in some of these palestinians their plight is so bad they're displaced people uh they need they need shelter they need places to live no they looked at places like ireland and they say hey ireland we know you just took in all these ukrainians and the Irish government is counting bedrooms on the entire island. That's true. That's a true statement. The Irish government's going around counting bedrooms and being like, oh, you have an open bedroom? Guess what? Here's your here's your U- Ukrainian friend that you have to take in, into your family, into your house. Yeah, and I bet those people don't have any people staying at their houses. That's how it always works. Uh, and, and it's not unique to Europe, by the way. In, uh, in this very same country, the USSA... That's what the governments were saying. I remember being at the border a few years ago with the whole border crisis and the local governments were saying, well, it may just get to the point where we have to bring in people into your homes because we don't have any room anymore in the shelters. So it's not only a European thing. It also happens here. Yeah, that's true. Um... All right, let's get into the American politics that we said we were going to talk about. Okay, two very interesting things happening right now. 
the two front runners for both parties are both under siege. On the Republican side, you have Donald Trump, far and away the Trump, the uh, front runner, the Trump runner. He trumps everybody. Trump trumps the field. I know that's been played out, but I'm saying it because I don't care. It's my show. I can say it if I want to. Uh, he's 40 points up on everybody, maybe 50 points, depending on which poll you look at, depending on which state you're looking at. And just now, breaking news, the Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, says Trump can't win. He can't win, and she just endorsed Ron DeSanctimonious. This, I see this as a positive thing for Trump, Mike. She looks like a freaking Karen. She is a Karen. I don't know her. I don't care about Iowa. I live close to Iowa, but I never, literally never think about Iowa. I know it's an important state uh, once every four years, but she looks like a total Karen. She looks like she wants to talk to the manager right now. She does. She wants to see the manager uh, of the Republican Party, and she wants to t- give the manager a piece of her mind because she doesn't think that uh, Trump is going to win. So here she is appearing in primetime news side by side with Ron DeSanctimonious. And she's saying that Trump cannot win. And, I, you know, I, I'm kind of curious to hear this, actually. I don't know if we can get this audio uh, of this happening. This is breaking news on NBC. Kim Reynolds, governor of Iowa, the first in the nation caucus state, endorsing Ron DeSanctimonious. Back now with our NBC News exclusive as the GOP presidential candidates prepare to meet on our stage here in Miami on Wednesday. One of them, Ron DeSantis, is getting a major boost as Iowa's governor makes a rare endorsement. Both spoke with Dasha Burns. Tonight, Governor Kim Reynolds explaining why she's breaking with the Iowa tradition of staying neutral and endorsing Ron DeSantis. I just felt like I couldn't sit on the sidelines any longer. We have too much at stake. I truly believe that he is the right person to get this country back on track. It's arguably the biggest endorsement of the primary and a much needed win for the DeSantis campaign, which has invested significant time and resources here. This one's obviously very meaningful because Kim has proven to be a great leader that Iowans love. With two months to go, former President Trump maintains a dominant First of all, I thought he was a Navy SEAL or like he served with SEALs. Why does he have a lisp? Continuing. A 27-point lead among likely Iowa caucus goers, with DeSantis and Nikki Haley tied for second. For those who criticize you and say, why are you endorsing a guy who's been slipping in the polls? Trump is 30 points ahead. What do you say to those critics? I don't base my decision on polls. I take a look at who I believe is the right person for the right job. I believe that Ron is the right person for the right job, and I believe he's going to win. Do you worry about the risk that she's taking by endorsing you? No, I don't. I mean, first of all, I respect the fact that that's not her calculation, which is rare amongst elected officials. I've had people come to me and say, you know, that they endorsed him because of the threats and everything like that. If you can look in the mirror and say you did what you think is right for the right reasons, then just let the chips fall where they may. Mr. Trump was quick to attack Governor Reynolds for her endorsement, calling her America's most unpopular governor. What is your relationship like now with the former president? Well, you know, I assume it's it's well, I don't know. I really can't tell you. That's probably a question for him. Have you spoken with him recently? No, I haven't. When's the last time? Probably the last time he called to ask if I would endorse him. And I said I wasn't at this point. The question now of her endorsement of DeSantis will make a difference. I just hope that it'll help persuade some of those voters to take a look at him closer. Does it impact my vote? I don't know for sure at this point. He's been on my radar, so I maybe I'll feel like I know a little bit more after the debate. Do you believe Trump can't win? Yeah, I believe he can't win, and I believe Ron can. If DeSantis wants to prove Trump is beatable, he'll have to do it here. Dasha Burns, NBC News, Des Moines, Iowa. A key target. So I think this is going to be a very interesting aspect of um, of this campaign, and I think you're exactly right, Alberto. Most hated man on Twitter, flat cath on Twitter. Um, what's going to be most uh, most amusing about um, the Iowa caucus is that Trump is going to win it, in spite of. The machine, even the Iowa machine, being against him. Now, it's, I do th- probably DeSanctimonious comes in third because she's. Ca- I mean, you got to be a political idiot to try to jump in front of a falling knife. 
that's what Ron is. He's a falling knife. He is a sinking stock. And um, Nikki Haley is the rising star. She's the chosen one of the party. So I I don't know why this happens. I don't know what, like, she, she didn't get the memo. She's not part of the in club. She doesn't go to the uh, to the Grove and, you know, with all the elites in, in the country or whatever. She hasn't been to Epstein Island, obviously. Um, so she's not she's not like getting the the talking points. She was supposed to endorse Nikki Haley. She didn't do that. And now she's going to endorse somebody who is going to come in third at best. I mean, maybe but maybe fourth. I mean, we, we haven't even talked about Vivek. So Governor Reynolds comes in and says in that in the same interview, she says, well, no, I'm not worried about people about what people are going to say. I'm not worried about the polls, blah, blah, blah. But then she says, well, Ron, I'm endorsing Ron because he can win and Trump can't win. <laughs> Which is it? So, yeah. Which one is it? So are you endorsing? So you don't care about the polls, but you think that you're endorsing Ron because he, you think that he can win or what's going on there? What do you think, Mike? Well, you know, that's a that's a classic politician having it both ways. It's the both and. Nothing escapes the uh, the ears of the most hated man on Twitter. But by the way, this is why you're so hated on the website formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. You are one of the most hated people on Twitter because you don't allow people to have their cake and eat it too. You can't have it both ways. You can't just spout logical fallacies. I, I'm not. I'm not endorsing Ron because I think he can win. I'm endorsing him because I think he can win. I mean, that's what she said. I'm not endorsing him because he can win. I'm endorsing him because he can win. Makes no makes no sense. And it's fine if whatever she wants to endorse him for, but the. Uh, I, I think that with most people that the census campaign is just turning into more of a more of a joke. My the the people close to me that um, wanted to take a break from Trump, let's say, but the people close to me who are died in the wool conservatives, you know, original Tea Partiers from the from the two thousand nine vintage, they are all excited about Ron DeSantis. And look, Ron DeSanctimonious, he performed well under pressure during the COVID lockdowns. I mean, of all the people who locked their people down and tortured their own citizens, he did that the least. He he dispossessed his own uh, his his own subjects to a lesser degree than anybody else in the country. Practically, were there lockdowns in Florida? Yeah. Were there masks and stuff? Yeah. Was he a vaccine salesman? Absolutely. Did he go to touch the 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 Roman barracks wall? He sure did. Um, but of all the people, of all the COVID tyrants, he was like not prominent among them. And for that reason, he was he is believed to be this effective and gifted leader. Now he did have this big dust up with Disney. And he's trying to basically bully Disney because it's not like, look, you're not going to build a third Disneyland, Disney World in the United States anymore. There's no there's no place to do it. There's no land there. They're not leaving Orlando. So he went to war with Disney. Some say he lost that battle. I don't know if he's the best tactician, but uh, he's incredibly I'm not going to say that he's boring. Because I don't want to imply, I don't mean to imply that politics should be uh, entertain me, entertaining uh, in the same way that like a football game is boring if nobody scores. You know, you want to see people score, you want to see people get hit, you want to see some competition. In politics, we used to prefer boring, we used to elect boring. Um, look at all the old guys in the Senate, they're all boring. We're not in that age anymore. We're not in an age where it is acceptable or permissible for you to just 
have your conservative ideas and just spout them and win. Be the nice guy that waited in line and is endorsed by the machine. The machine is broken. We're going to get to the Democrat side here in a second. The machine is broken. And if you can't create a wow factor, if people don't remember the moment they met you uh, the way that Trump does, I just don't think you can beat him. Yeah, and, and why is that? So what, why the question is that, that many of uh, your audience may have is, well, why is that? Why is it that we want somebody that gives the wow factor that is uh in in that is in many ways shocking etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, i think the reason is because we now live in a social media world where you are perceived to be more successful in the battles that you are fighting the more that you are giving ammunition to people to use you as a ways to show their their beliefs and so what ends up happening is that a lot of the Trump base said, well, I'm not ashamed and I'm supporting Trump. But then I, I think that a lot of people see the, the DeSantis type of, well, you know, at, le at least it's not like Trump blah, 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 as a way of saying, well, we are conservative, whatever that means, but we are not like those guys. And we will send presence to Dave Rubin when he successfully child traffics. Didn't DeSantis do that? that yeah, exactly. Okay, now, okay, okay, okay. Ron DeSanctimonious sent a congratulatory gift to a faggot who stole a child and plans to raise him in a two-daddy household. That's the state of the Republican Party. And no, nobody bats an eye except the crazy rat trats. No, you're crazy if you... Well, I mean, and some of the, some of the, some of the trads out there think that De Sanctimonious is one of us. Oh, well, I, I heard that he goes to the SSPX. <laughs> you know what? If he goes to the SSPX and he congratulates two faggots for child trafficking... I didn't say child sex trafficking, okay? Even though that's a much much more common in the uh, in the faggot household, no, um, the fact if if he does in fact go to the SSPX and he's sending the what an indictment, what an indictment on all of us. Now I'm not saying that that's any of that is true, but some of you are claiming that that's true. Precisely, precisely. It's uh, it goes along the same way of uh, oh George Washington Washington converted on his deathbed. I'm sure he did. Yes, yes. I'm sure that that is true. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of evidence. You know, the King dude has very strong opinions about the alleged deathbed conversion of one George Washington. So I am not. I'm not going to go there. I am just not going to go there. The only thing I'll say is that I just wish that it were true i do i wish it were true and sometimes i i may wish something to be true so much that i will cling to whatever scant evidence there is i'm an optimist i really am um and uh that can be a downfall but i but i i think on this one i you know my 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 heart and my instincts versus my intellect i gotta say George Washington is in hell. He's a Freemason. He's in hell. I don't care what Glenn Beck says about him. Glenn Beck loves George Washington. Um, I just, I just don't think that there's any any possible way to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I, I could be wrong. I'm open to correction. Send me an email, restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. If you have irrefutable proof of the catholicity of. Uh, George Washington. Now, Jefferson Davis, on the other hand, did convert, and we know that to be true. He was a Catholic president of the Confederacy of the United States and recognized by, uh, who was the reigning pontiff at the time? Was it, was it Pius IX? Pius IX. Blessed Pius IX recognized him as the duly elected president of the Confederacy and, um, well, he died clutching his rosary. And that rosary is on display in, where is it on display? 
Uh, Chattanooga, maybe? I'm not sure. Okay, let's get to the Democrat side. Here we go. Um, as if things couldn't get any worse for sleepy, fake Catholic usurper in chief Joe Biden. On the Democrat side, you now have David Axelrod, the top Democrat strategist, calling for him to drop out. If it's if it's weird to you to hear the idea that former President Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, is unelectable, it should be even more strange to hear that top Democrat strategists say that the current president of the United States, the 46th president of the United States, who somehow managed to get 82 million votes while living in his basement, campaigning on Zoom, 82 million vote fake Catholic usurper-in-chief Joe Biden, unelectable in 2024. David Axelrod clearly believes that you still believe that votes matter and that there are free and fair elections in these United States, and he is calling for him to drop out. Some Democrats... Look, Republicans shouldn't be the only ones to have to endure a 400-pound Krispy Kreme donuts on the stage you've got pritzker the governor of illinois who wants to be president so badly you've got him now angling uh uh to get into the race definitely moonbat newsome wants to get in on the race after tackling and then patting the little chinese kid on his bottom uh, uh a good game there sport sorry that i smoke checked you um, so you've got lots of people who would love to jump in on the Democrat side. I don't know if it's too late or not. I don't even know how what the, like the filing date is or what it what it what it takes to get onto the ballot. But they're telling Joe Biden to step aside in November. We're literally having elections in Iowa. Like when? Like in three months? Two months? It's coming. Yeah, the the video of Gavin Newsom tackling a Chinese, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, very oddly trying to make up for that was making the rounds. I thought that was uh, that was that was pretty hilarious. Uh, you know, in in Newsom's defense, like because I'm not in the business of defending you know freaks like Newsom, but like if you accidentally tackle a kid and then you're like, oh hey, I'm really sorry, and then you give him a little pat or whatever. I don't think that that's that that abnormal. You know what I mean? It's just that when creepy California governors in the age of Epstein are patting little Chinese boys, <laughs> it has a different connotation to it. It just does. Right. It, it absolutely does. Now, given that voting and elections are fake and gay, we know that <laughs> no matter whatever the filing requirements are, if they need to get somebody up on that iowa ballots they'll they'll get him yeah i i suppose um i suppose and now this goes back to the idea of free and fair elections not to take it all the way back to trump um because we still have to we have to uh, talk about joe biden and i, I want to talk about vivek as well before the break if that's possible if we can squeeze it in but they're trying to get trump off the ballot i mean literally you got guys who are trying to get on the ballot and then you have presidents former presidents that are potentially being taken off the ballot in places like colorado that case appears to be moving forward uh they got trump on the witness stand every other day now i can't even keep track of which uh, you know he's indicted by four different places um this this guy has a better chance of getting exonerated if he were uh if he were under a uh under a Soviet court, you know, deciding his fate, whether he goes to the gulags or not, um, in our anti, anti-justice system, in our injustice system. Um, so just the idea of coming on and off the ballot, still very fluid in 2024. And that is, seems to be something that they want. Yeah, I, th- I think the Democrats are floating out that idea to see how how popular it is with their people. Because I think even a lot of Democrats would not like that. Uh, 
because even a lot of Democrats like to think of themselves as fair, even though they're not fair and uh, decent people. So I think that is probably very tied up with the Biden campaign for re-election, whatever that looks like. Because uh, he, he can't do it for himself. So he, he has to have other co-stars come along and campaign for him on the campaign trail. Otherwise, it, I mean, there's just no way. See, he can't even make a speech about a routine presidential event. He gets lost. He, he can't even be present. Now, on the flip side, though, it's funny to me that Trump keeps uh, making fun of Biden. However, he at the same time says that Biden stole the election from him. <laughs> but uh well this is another this is another example of having your cake and eat it too and i talk about this all the time if you think that the election is free and fair if you if you think that it okay oh the election was stolen oh it was stolen stolen by whom well stolen by those democrats those pesky democrats oh it was stolen by the democrats okay is this the first time that we've had an election stolen well we're not sure okay let's not answer that question Will future elections be stolen? Well, well, all that matters is that you vote, that you vote hard, and that you make sure. And you gotta, you gotta watch the people around you. We gotta have some vigilance. We need to have every effing lawyer on staff in the country ready to go. This is what my dad told me. We need to have every effing election attorney at every polling place ready to file suit immediately. Oh, how did that go on the last time, Dad? The, the how did that the last- go? The last time the vice president of the United States said that there was nothing that he could do about it. And then, how conveniently, and then he runs for president the next election cycle. Weird, and he's the, literally the first to drop out. There we go. Nobody else has dropped out. I think the guy, I think the, I think the former governor of Montana is still in. I don't even know the guy's name, and he's still in. Yeah. So that's, so that's that. So what, what's, uh, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't brought up the name of Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. Well, so Harris is not... She's a non-factor. Literally, nobody nobody even believes that she could run, would run. She's she's like a Dick Cheney. She's She she has hit the glass ceiling. And then, you know, Cheney's like paralyzed from the collision with the glass ceiling. And he's in his wheelchair. She, on the other hand, heals up Harris... Uh, she hit that. She hit that glass ceiling pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, you like that. Um, five states that David Axelrod is pointing out where Trump is going to lose, uh, or sorry, where Trump's going to beat Biden. Biden's going to lose to Trump. The alleged battleground states of Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. These are the five states that Trump did not win. That uh, Biden carried those states. In the last go. In this matchup right now, Trump is up by 10 in Nevada, 6 in Georgia, 5 in Arizona, 5 in Michigan, 4 in Pennsylvania. And Biden's margin of victory in Wisconsin right now is razor thin at 2, which is within the margin of error. So supposedly, if the polls were right and the election were held today, Trump would win. Trump would beat Biden. And that's Axelrod's um thesis he says you've got to he says quote only joe biden can make this decision if he continues to run he will be the nominee of the democrat party what he needs to decide is whether that is wise whether it's in his best interest or the country's so now axelrod joining the the long litany of people who are wondering whether or not trump should uh, or Biden, rather, should should just drop out. Now, um, the list continues to grow on the Democrat side, Alberto. And yet, here we are on the sixth day of November. The, the election is in one year. The seventh. Sorry, seventh. the seventh. Uh, the election is in one year. Yeah, pretty, pretty wild. Uh, pretty wild. Now... What's also interesting is top Democrat strategy is saying that Biden could not beat Trump. And then we have the governor of Iowa saying that Trump cannot win. 
the election. So is is there something going on? Can we pretty much go ahead and assume that Biden is not going to be the the nominee? I I don't know if we uh, I don't know if we can go that far. I really don't. I don't. I don't know that we can say definitively that Biden's going to drop out. Because here, because now here's uh, another interesting thing is that Trump is saying, well, I'm so far ahead of all on all the polls that I'm on a different on a class of my own and I don't have to participate in the debates. Fair enough. Well, then when there's a concern that Biden may underperform the Republican nominee in the, in the debates, couldn't Biden make the same excuse now saying uh, because Trump is a bully and he's bad for our country, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm just not going to, to I, give him a stage or whatever. Well, and, and, and that, that I, I suspect that's probably their plan. I don't think that fake Catholic usurper-in-chief Joe Biden is going to actually debate Donald Trump. I think he's just going to say, you know what, guys, I'm not doing this. He's a he's a racist. Yeah. He's an election denier. He's a whatever. And I'm not going to platform him. And Biden's going to try to sneak in again from his basement in Delaware, um, this time probably with some other October surprise. On the back end of the break, we didn't get to Vivek in this section. We got a little long-winded on Trump and Biden. We've got to talk about Vivek, and then I, I have something to say about Mike Johnson as well. Base alert: Mike Johnson not only opposes porn, but he he endorses this accountability app to get you off porn. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel, Live Talk Radio, the way it should be. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, I just met you. Heard you're a groomer, so here's your millstone. Good luck, loser. It's hard to look right. Come on, sing it with me. When you're a pervert, so take a millstone. No kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools down to the bottom of the ocean. Down in the ocean. Drop side that Titan sub. Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean. Throw them in the ocean. With that Titan sub. Welcome, 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 one and all. Back to the show. This is Paratalk here on the State Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be. Always on air, always online. This second segment brought to you by the Epoch Times. Subscribe today and watch their new docufilm, No Farmers, No Food. Will You Eat the Bugs? Subscribe today to the Crusade Channel for $1 for your first month by going to crusadechannel.com slash epoch, forward slash epoch, E-P-O-C-H. That's $1, ladies and gentlemen, for a full month of Epoch Times. All right, I wanted to talk about Vivek Ramaswamzi in the last segment. We didn't get to it. Here he is talking about... Sending the the gravity of sending people to war as Commander-in-Chief. My name is Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm a businessman, not a politician. And I am worried that we're about to repeat some of our foreign policy disasters as we speak, as we march towards World War III. We spent six and a half trillion dollars. The Taliban is still in charge in Afghanistan. We have a hostile regime in Iraq. Those mistakes will end on my watch. My moral obligation as your next president is to look after the interests of Americans here in the homeland, period, not to fight somebody else's war. Our top enemy today, it isn't in the Middle East, it isn't Russia, it is communist China. So as your next president, my top objectives when it comes to foreign policy are to keep us out of World War III, to declare economic independence from communist China and then to secure this homeland, starting with our own border and our own missile defense systems in the United States of America. That's how I'm going to lead this country. Missile defense systems, Vivek Ramaswamy in the United States. I, I asked this question last week or maybe a week ago, Alberto. You know, we paid for the Iron Dome in Israel. We bought that. We paid for it. Why doesn't the United States have an Iron Dome? Because Israel Israel is continuously under attack, and uh, we just have to defend, make sure that Israel is defended. Israel, an attack on Israel is an attack on America, know, and if you I don't know. understand that, apparently, we're, apparently we're not constantly under attack either. We don't have fentanyl coming streaming across our borders, illegals. Who knows who is coming in? Sleeper cells. 
You know, they, they really want you to be afraid of those sleeper cells. I'm like, that is so 2003. Get over the sleeper cell thing. That's not working with people anymore. That is, seriously, that's a 20-year-old lie. There are no sleeper cells in the United States. Muslims are mostly people, are mostly, uh, mostly peaceful people. No, that's not true either. They do, they would, they would cut us off. They would cut our heads off. They would slit our throats. They are the enemies of God. They worship a demon. They're 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 one of our most most ancient enemies. But um, the American mind is so simplistic that yeah. it's either there's only two teams. We're used to two things: it's Republicans and Democrats. You got two teams on the football field. You got two tennis players playing tennis. You two teams playing baseball. It's either or. It's this or that. It's uh, it's the Hegelian dialectic. Well, we're in a three-team world. Always have been. We are in a three-team world ever since those 7th century thugs, the warlords who followed Muhammad into battle. Muhammad led battles like 200 different battles. Um, since then... We've been in a three-team war where it's the Christians, i.e. the Catholics, and then the, the apostates and the schismatics, who the wannabe Catholics, and the Jews and the Muslims. And that is the history of planet Earth. Or actually the plane. From ice wall to ice wall, that is the history of human existence for the last 1,500 years. It is a trilateral struggle. And the American mind cannot fathom that because we have a two-party system. We have a two-chamber Congress. We have uh, two teams playing any given game. We can't fathom a game where three people are playing at the same time. Doesn't make sense to us. Yeah, no, it really really goes against the American mind and... uh I, you know, it's it's really funny. You you know this, Mike. I've I've told you about this recently. I had a I had a, a, a Mohammedan Uber driver, and and he was in the front going la 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 la. He he was he was, and so I was asking him all of these different questions, and so he, he said he had his family was over in Afghan Afghanistan, and uh, and so then he said. Oh, the Tal- Taliban is bad, and Israel is bad, and so on and so forth. And then he said, "You know, the Taliban's bad because they would not let you have this a conversation like this." Because then I started telling him that he that he had to believe in Jesus and what his thoughts were, et cetera, et cetera. And then I uh, he said. Well, Taliban bad because they wouldn't let us have this conversation. They would kill you. And, you know, it's important to preserve your life. And I told him, I was like, well, actually, if you killed me right now for being Catholic, I would go straight to heaven. <laughs> and he and he didn't, he, he didn't know what to, to think about that. But what I thought was very interesting is that he, he, here I am speaking with a, with a Mohammedan guy, and he's telling me basically that two things can be true at the same time. Iran can be bad, but Israel can also be bad. But you can't. It, the American mind cannot comprehend that. If Isra- if Iran is bad, then Israel has to be angels and have some of them money. And we have, and we have to support them. An attack on them is an attack on us. And we can't even acknowledge the USS Liberty incident, nor uh, the worldwide usury trap that uh, we're all in, or the and, fact and that I saw all the GMO foods come from Israel, all the vaccines come from Israel. And I saw a John MacArthur video clip with uh, Ben Shapiro Sunday special, where John MacArthur says, "Well, yeah, sure, the Mohammedans don't believe in the true God, but Christians and Muslims believe in the sorry Christians and Jews believe in the same God." In what world? How is it possible that? Supposedly, Protestants know the Bible, yet in the Bible it says, you can't come to the Father except through the Son. If you deny me, you deny the Father, blah, blah, blah. But it's the same God. There are older brothers in the faith, and they're the chosen people. So there's really two covenants, Alberto. Yeah, that, that's a, and that's where we come, where, that's where the Republican tradition comes from, from evangelicalism. That's right. There are two paths to heaven. There's the preferred path, which is to be 
a Jew. <laughs> and then there's like the back door. You can sneak in as a, as a born-again Christian. You can sin your whole life, get baptized once, or accept, proclaim, I accept you, Lord Jesus Christ, to be my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. And then that's it. Once saved, always saves. Salvation is past tense to the Protestant. It's future tense to the Catholic, because the Catholic knows how to read the Bible, where it says, work out your salvation, future tense, in fear and and trembling, and this, and just this Sunday we had uh, Saint Paul in the epistle read by the church, saying, "Be ye doers of the word, and not only hearers." Um, it's uh, so not now. Are all Protestants that way? Not exactly, and I'm sure that there are listeners of the Crusade Channel who have not had that that exact same experience of like. Oh, I can live however I want, and then all of a sudden I just have to make a profession of faith, and I'm good to go, and then I'm saved from that point forward. No matter what I do, I could go murder a bunch of children like the Jews have done in Gaza, murdered 4,000 children, and they're fine because they've uh, they've made some profession of faith or whatever. No, it doesn't work that way either, they'll say, although I, I don't know. I don't know how they sort that out. Not important to me because the the real history of the world is a trilateral struggle, and non-Catholic Christians are like a little asterisk. They're like the red-headed stepchild in the history of the world. Because really, it's about Christ the King or chaos. That's it. And I know I'm not aware of any Protestants who intend to enthrone Christ as the King. Not just like the figurative, metaphorical, feel-good king of your heart. I'm talking about the literal king of kings, lord of lords. He's not the prime minister of prime ministers. He's not the, 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 the senator of senators. He's not the speaker of speakers. Speaking of speakers, though, I do want to get to speaker Mike Johnson. Hello, based alert. Based alert, Mike Johnson is taking fire now for endorsing this thing called Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is an app that infiltrates your device. It blocks pornographic websites and images. And if you attempt to access them, it sends that report to your accountability buddy. So you might, Alberto, you might be my buddy and I might say, hey, Alberto, I got this problem. I'm going to use this app. It's called Covenant Eyes. If you get an email from Covenant Eyes saying I tried to I tried to access something, I want you to help me. I want you to I want you to know that. Like that's going to be an embarrassing thing, right? I want to be shamed out of pornography. Mike Johnson endorsing it with Covenant Eyes within your home. And so, uh, why is that such an effective tool? Why do parents need to put this into their home? Yeah, that's great. Great uh, question. We we probably could have called this more appropriately a war on the darkness of technology. Because there are some good things with technology, of course. I mean, you know, the Bible apps we all love. We, we broadcast our services, you know, on our social media. And, and there's some very positive things. But there's also, as Clint's pointed out aptly, some really dark things. So Covenant Eyes is the software that I, I, we've been using a long time in our household. Uh, I, was, I first learned about it at, a, I think, a Promise Keepers event in the early 2000s. I think it was developed in about the year 2000. Uh, but it's the largest um, accountability software that there is. And, and there's some paperwork out there on the table that I think everybody may have picked up on the way in. If not, go get it. I, it's a subscription-based, I mean, we don't make any money on this. I'm telling you, I, we use it, okay? I, they're not, I'm, not in, I'm endorsing it because I'm a user. Uh, it's about $15 a month, $16 a month, something like that. And you get up to 10 devices. And what it is, it's accountability software. So uh, men in a church, you know, men's Bible study groups will do it. That's how it's presented at Promise Keepers. But they also mention, hey, when your kids become teenagers, especially if you have boys, dads, they're talking to the guys at this event, you might want to think about doing this with your sons. And so we've been doing that. And so what it does real, real simply is it has an algorithm and software. I'm, it's way above my head how it works. But um, it, it scans. You, you obviously opt into it. But it scans every all the activity on your phone or your devices, your laptop, tablet, what have you. We do all of it. And then it sends a report to your accountability partner. So my accountability partner right now is Jack, my son, right? And so he's 17. So he and I get a report of all the things that are on our phones or all of our devices once a week. If anything objectionable comes up, 
your accountability partner gets an immediate notice. I'm proud to tell you my son is he's got a clean slate, all right? Yeah. But but we get we get a report and it says, "Hey, no no uh, activity of concern and it's really really sensitive. It'll pick up almost anything. It looks for keywords, search terms, and also images, and it will send your accountability partner a blurred a picture of the image. And so on occasion I get one. I was just looking at the one from this week. I got on on Jack and it said this, this is the only one that may be questionable, and it's this blurred Im image of two, two women talking in a live screen thing, and I zoom in, and I have to unblur it, and it's, and it's two middle-aged teachers. All right, so there's uh, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson endorsing a technology app to get people off of pornography. I, I'm starting to understand why, the, why conservatives hate him. I'm starting to understand why people don't like him. Because the the United States government wants you on pornography. They want you hooked on it. They want your soul damned to hell. They want you on drugs. They want you Netflix and chill, smoking pot. I mean, Biden sent you a crack pipe. Okay? Government sends you crack pipes. They send you cell phones. They bring broadband internet to the hinterlands. So that you can stream pornography, smoke crack, smoke pop, and send your soul to hell. You're born as a slave to usury. You're born into debt. You can never work your way out of it. Our financial instruments, our dollars, are literally just debt instruments. You are born into a, uh, a slavery of sin in these United States and... They want you enslaved to sin, especially those types of vices which weaken the, the, the soul of the man, which weaken his fortitude and his will, and reduce him to someone who is a slave to his lower appetites. I understand why people don't like Mike Johnson now, because he's third in line to the presidency and he wants you to get off of porn. Yeah, he, he talks about something that is very true in that clip that we just listened to, where he says that that uh, technology is not necessarily a bad thing, it's how we use it, and there's plenty, plenty of evil things out there for us, for us to use. And so, of course, the moment that he speaks about ways that he protects his children from these things that are so evil that are out there, the backlash comes in. And uh, and I'm sure there's there's going to be plenty of oh, and, oh, and he's trying to scrub it from his websites. I mean, he's trying to pretend like this interview never happened. Oh, really? He's to, oh, oh really? yeah. Oh, he's he's in full defense mode for this those comments that you just heard. You may never hear those comments again. You heard it here on the Crusade Channel, always on air, always online, where we get to, we bring you the, the from the farthest reaches of the interwebs, the things that you may never hear again. Um, he's ashamed of having said this, Alberto. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah no comment there. Well, and, and the reason why he's ashamed for having said it is because now he's part of the the agenda. I mean, the, the big pornography is is intricately tied to the government of the United States of America. I mean, child sex trafficking is one of the higher margin businesses that the American government is engaged in. And he, as Speaker of the House, must know this. Yeah, it's, it's really also not a coincidence that he's doing that yet. Uh, as one of his first statements as the new Speaker of the House, he said that he is going to fund Israel. Oh, uh, that's the number one thing. Look, I, look I, I, Alberto... I have been critical of him for that. I say this is a huge black mark on his record. Um, uh, it's 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 something that he really shouldn't have said. It's unfortunate that he's taken that position, but he's young Earth. He's against uh, the idea of evolution. He's anti-gay. He's pro-traditional marriage. He's pro-life. He's pro he's anti-porn. I mean, yeah. this guy. If I my my whole thing is, we just got to make him Catholic because he is a crazy, cr insane, absolutely beyond the pale psychopath, um, speaking in tongues, Protestant weirdo. Okay, so 
how do we how do we bring that person from the emotion from the absolute emotion of religion to the intellectual religion well if you're telling me that someone is young earth and anti-evolution then whatever his religion is he is closer to catholicism than the bogus ordo well, that's true. Yeah, the Bogus Ordo is uh, is definitely uh, into the idea that God introduced in his malice. God in his malice introduced death, struggling, despair, uh, struggle for survival, disease, decay, a disorder into the planet in order to evolve human life. So the Bogus Ordo does not believe in the doctrine of original sin, which brought those things about. The bogus order does not believe in Adam and Eve. It does not believe Genesis. It does not believe creation. It does not believe scripture. The bogus order believes that God, in his hatred of his own creation, made everybody suffer for billions of years so that out of the carnage, suffering, disease, and putridity, that out of all of that, out of disorder, we got the order of Man, that's what the bogus order believes. I mean, it's a false religion based yeah, on that. Exactly. So when you tell me that a man does not believe in that, to me, he is always going to be closer to the truth than the B.O. He is. Yeah, he is. Mike Johnson, closer to the truth than we think. Pray for the conversion of Speaker Mike Johnson from the great state of Louisiana. A true Catholic gentleman, really, I think. And somebody who could be a very powerful ally of ours. We need to learn how to pray for our enemies, pray for their conversions, and we'll start with him. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining me, Alberto. Flat Cath on Twitter, most hated man. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. We will see you on Wednesday. God bless you. This is Paratalk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com.